Welcome to episode 14 of Pod 67. My name is Ryan Gallagher. We are here on Zoom. Scott Sutherland is here and so is Tony. Scott, we'll start with you. A positive Zoom meeting you were saying beforehand? Yep, aye, another positive Zoom meeting. Uh, we're all again. The show goes on for Neil Lennon FC. Are you just going to put your support behind me here on this podcast? I just feel support behind the behind the gaffer. Yeah, we're going yeah, to release that, a really patronising statement uh, backing you and anyone that criticises you is just a wee Ned. Right, cool. I mean, you've got a back until January anyway, don't worry about it. That's on it, you know, that's on it, you know. Um, right, if you want to join the conversation, at pod underscore 1967 on Twitter, we have been very vocal on that over the past few days. Um, start off by apologising for the delay in getting these shows out. We, to be honest with you, could not be fucked talking about Selic, but we felt we had to um, eventually get on the mics and talk about it, and amongst other things. But we're here, first show since the, the match reaction for Sparta Prague Boys. We thought it wasn't going to get any worse. Um, it did <laughs> we, we'll just talk about the game at the weekend because that's the only place we can really start St Johnson at home uh, Scott we'll start with you going into this game were you confident at all in this Celtic team going into a home game against St Johnson no no not at all I, I was actually shocked that we that we got a draw out of it and uh, obviously I was surprised Neil Lennon didn't he he did. It. He managed to kind of give a positive. I thought he was going to come out after it and give a big positive spin about uh, how getting a draw was a good result. But that's how far we've fallen. I mean, the goal that we actually scored was a total fluke. And you're watching the game; nothing's happening again. First half's just miss miss a couple of chances in the first half. There's no confidence in the team, as you're saying. And then gets to half time, and St. John's not right in the game. All you need to do at Celtic Park see out the first 20, 30 minutes. As soon as that early goal doesn't come. Uh, and you'll, you'll always you always get a goal against us. You always get a chance against us because we've got a. I mean, he's having one of his biggest fans on this show, but um, I'm going to get into players now because I think we'll come on and talk about the management and the board. But we'll start with some of the players because they've been a, a total disgrace. I mean, you've got a 19 year old right back who I've been a biggest fan of, who's to be honest, just is making the same mistakes. Be Frank Pong, he's playing for himself. He, does, he keeps running, doesn't he pass the ball. The goal that we concede, he's no. He's no switched on at that. He wins the first ball, doesn't he see the guy running behind him, getting constantly switched through. I mean, it's time he needs to try and grow up. I know he's only early in his career. I think it's also related to the manager that he's probably getting no instructions. But aye, a lot of those players in the park need to have a, a long look at themselves. Tony, we'll go through the, the starting lineup. So Barkas was back in for this one. Uh, at the back, you've got Julian, Iron Beaton, you've got Lax out and Frimpong, as Scott was saying, um, as your kind of wing backs. Uh, Christy, Brown, McGregor, Tam and Edward starting in this one. Looking at that that team, right, that's probably the strongest team that we, we can put out just now, right? So there's probably no comments you can make on the squad of people being missed out and, you know, we really need him back or we really need him back or we need this guy back. Like, that's probably the starting lineup, you know, minus maybe Scott Brown coming out for somebody else. That's probably the starting lineup most folk would go with, isn't it? I think nowadays just kind of looking at the right wing position and possibly looking at James Forrest to come back in, just to add a bit of width to the team because we play so narrowly now without a natural winger out there. It's painful to watch. We can't break that team, but on paper, that team should be doing far better and possibly, I think that team should be winning the league at a canter. The best facilities, the best players, the biggest budget, we've spent the most money. Their players should be delivering a lot better than we're getting and right now, it's just unbelievable how far we've crashed on the floor. First half, we've got a, we've got 
a good few chances in the first half. There's one way with Edward going going through one of them with the goalie and the goalie yeah. pulls off decent saves. You get Tam Rogic's header, which he should be doing far better with. You then got the other opportunity where the ball gets played through for Edward. He's one of them with a defender. You know, realistically, you'd be expecting Edward to take him on. He doesn't quite get past him. The guy shows him out. Like decent chances we had in this game. Tony, like Ever since that podcast we've done where Edward doesn't look interested, we've just cursed him because he's no body's are since then. I, uh, I think even just looking at the starting 11, I think you are right in terms of it probably is your strongest team on, on paper. But I mean, it's not been working now for weeks and he's no one since he looked to try and change the 11. It's the same, it's the same sort of eight. He maybe well, changed one or two. I need to agree with that there. He has changed the starting 11. He's switched the whole team about countless times and not one player that comes into the team has a performance. But I'd Every ask, single player in the squad is out of form now and that's the issue. That's where it stems from. I'd, it's the management on the training part because they're not getting told what to do. They're tactically unaware of what to do in a pitch. No, I think you are right in that regard but then there is, I think especially in the midfield, there's a couple of players like the likes of Sorrow, mm-hmm. uh, Turnbull, I know Turnbull is at the COVID, uh, even Clamala, that like guys like that you would think, like, like just give them a chance. Why is he playing five defenders he did it against Ross County five defenders and Scott Brown just in front of him like it's five defenders Scott Brown same teams at home same Aye. systems the same three guys passing the ball at the back into Scott Brown nothing's really happening and I think there's an oppor- there should be a chance there where guys like Turnbull and Sorrow what was the point of buying these guys if you're we've talked I think we've even mentioned and we've most people came out of the transfer window saying this is one of the best windows we've ever had. It's like yeah. one of the worst in hindsight. But you were said that we were having a big squad and I don't think we're really using it and we're playing the same formation, same team over and over again. It's- That's the strange part. Like The whole tumble scenario where we basically chased this guy for two years and now, obviously, the past two weeks he's had COVID, fair enough, that may affect him. But up until that point, he's not getting a look in. And the likes of Kilmally getting what, the last 10 minutes, you're too old in to whatever team you're playing Hibs or something mate. see if this team's playing that poorly and you can't go in that park you must be fuming Sorrel, Kamala Tumble they must be sitting there going what the fuck do I need to do because Edward doesn't inform Scott Brown's not been informed the whole season even Frimpong Ralston should be looking at that going well when, when's my chance going to come here because the two right backs have got and the thing is, you're sitting, you're talking about David Turnbull yeah. there. You know, he came on with, what, 22 minutes left of the game. He got a, a bit of run out. He looked like the sharpest player on the park. He looked like such a talent on the park for that short time that he was on. And you're thinking, how have we went through? Um, when did Scott Brown get taken off? It was like the 59. Did he come back so COVID he, fitter than the had your players that are training week to week with the team? Aye, and that's the problem. That's the, the issue I've got with us. You've got guys like David Turnbull who are chomping at the bit with bags and bags of talent. You know, could run rings around any team in Scotland. That's why we bought him, because he can run rings around any team in Scotland and we wanted him for Europe. He's now not getting the fucking chances to actually play in this team. Um, before we... We're going to get on to the manager just later on. on. On the, on the Turnbull point as well, and the, what Neil Lennon said after the game, I think he aimed at Turnbull and maybe Griffiths and saying these players need to get fitter. I mean, that's first of all, that's on you as a manager in terms of your training. That you've allowed this situation to progress where you're giving players four days off after winning the first game of the season at home with Hamilton. A Yeti, a Yeti he's, wasn't he looking fit when he first signed, fair enough, had he been playing most at West Ham. A Yeti's been at Celtic for three months now and he still doesn't look fit. Mm-hmm. That's Part of it's on a Yeti, but 
90% of it is on the club. The club needs to get this guy fit. We pay him. We need to get him fit. So that just sums up the training going. The game in AC Milan on Thursday night, totally, totally wasted that game. I mean, that game meant absolutely nothing. It only meant anything to Neil Lennon. That's the only person that meant something to. Played the strongest or his perceived strongest team in that game. Yeah, then you go into a game on Sunday, which is absolutely huge for us in terms of 10 in a row. Not using an excuse because you should be beating St. Johnson anyway. You're playing 90 minutes in the sand, so you'll probably knack it. Just say, look, gets to, gets to Sunday for the big important game that means something to us. Fucked it. Right, I've got a question that I want to kind of pose to both of these because it's something that I've been I have been thinking about. Listen, we're going to slaughter the manager and the board later on on this this podcast, and, and rightly so, they're going to get it both barrels for layers. Um, I think I made the point to you, Tony, the other night when we were talking about this game. And I'm I'm saying about the chances we had earlier on. Edward, his two his two chances he had, you've got Tam Rogic's header. On another day, right? And hear me here. On another day, we're going into that game at half time. You know, two possibly three nil up after taking chances, clear chances that we've had. Right. My problem with that is how many fucking times do I need to say on another day we could have been this up on another day. We could have been that up. How do you combat that, though, Tony? Like, I don't know how how you combat. Like, Lenny can do what he does on the park, right? In terms of coaching, fitness, skill, whatever he wants to do in terms of coaching. There's all. How do you combat Edward, who has well, that, inside him? How do you combat him just not performing, not burying? You know, that is it. Even um, even the game in midweek with Hamid against AC Milan, where the boy just simply walks past him and he puts that pure half ass tackle in. Neil Lennon can't be held responsible for that. The players need to take some flack as well here because they aren't producing. They're not looking at the ball at all. But on the right, it's leave it, it doesn't even come down to that half the time. See the actual team performance we're getting, the tactics, the awareness, the passing, the tempo, it's just not good enough. Everything isn't gelling well. And the players have been getting berated off the manager for months and end now saying they're not confident. We need psychologists. If he doesn't know how to fix it, what the fuck? What's he going to do in the training park to get a better performance? These guys, Scott, I'll ask you the same. I'll ask you the same, Scott. Because how how do you think we combat that? Because I know it's easy to say it all falls back on Lennon, right? And it, it does to an extent, but there's only so mm. much he can do in terms of he, he can't go on and and put the ball in the net for Edward Green's one on one with a goal. He can't he can't get Tam Rogers to kind of bury that that header early on. You know, on another day, as I've said, we could have been two 0 up at half time, going, going right. That's us. We've got a couple of goals now. You know, just see the game out and blah blah, like whatever you want to do. But we're not even getting them in our favour. Do you think that's coming down to a little bit of bad luck as well as poor management, Scott? Uh, I think you are right. I mean, I think you are right in terms of bad luck. In terms of things have, I mean, the COVID stuff's just horrendous, and it's obviously affected us. More than Rangers when we're impacted by injuries, but we obviously are struggling without the fans. I mean, I watched a bit of their game against Ross County. It was roughly similar. They never really created anything against Ross County. They put their first chance away. I mean, the Tavernier one, it hits back off them. They won't go, like, everything just seems to be falling for them. They're right, things aren't really falling for us. But you can't use that as an excuse. I mean, you look at Tony was talking about Mohamed the other night. It was almost as if signing a 20-year-old, 9-year-old right back for your, for your mate who was his agent, uh, was it was been a journeyman that's hardly played in his career, was, wasn't a great idea. I mean, he's been shown up now to be, I said at the start of the season, I think he might be shite. No, he is shite, but he is shite. And I think when you look at, uh, like I look, I watched the Scotland game we've mentioned before, I look at the performances of Christie and McGregor in that game, you look at French Eddie when he goes away for under-21s. I mean, Neil Lennon talks about a culture change. I mean, he's the, he's the guy, like we know that's the most frustrating thing about this, 
is that we know these players are capable because they've done it in the past and they've done it in the past. And it's why it needs to come to a manager. And I mean, I hate just these comments. I should really stop listening to him after the game for my own mental health, to be honest, because when he says things like, uh, oh, uh, we've watched a video, we've watched videos back after the game as if, oh, look what we're doing now. We've got a psychologist in. Like, no, we're on a Sunday league team. This should have been done since you've immediately got the job. You've and by the way, and by the way, if they've got a, a sports psychologist in, it's not fucking working. Like, no. what a piss sports psychologist they must have got in. Bennett was, Bennett was a sports psychologist. Bennett was like fucking Yuri Geller or something like that. They've got in. Just like, oh, if you, if you score a score, you can bend a spoon like fucking donkey. That's how you've got helping this fucking team. But we'll move on, Tony. Uh, St. Johnson get a, get a goal, right? They, they had a couple of chances. Stevie May early on had one, um, which could have easily went in. They eventually get their goal with about 10 minutes to go in this game. Uh, Chris Kane. Frimpong is caught... Again, you know, I've been suspect of his defending for, for weeks on this show and talking about it, whether he's that's the thing that lets him down. I think it's it's confirmed now he's pushing defending. You know, they loft a big diag ball across to him. He can't he can't compete with about 90% of guys that he's going to go up against for a ball there. So he no. gets ripped apart, but then he's also looking to kind of break away too much and missing his kind of defensive duties. Stevie makes him behind. Simple ball across the front of the goal. Chris Kane back post buries it, mate. Well, that's it. He's caught into minds where he actually press the ball or stay with the man, and he's just caught wildly out of position as always. The thing with the way we've played out with two wing backs, they're bombing up the park far too much and far too frequent. They're exposing centre backs, and Scott Brown, for all he tries his hardest now, he cannot track plus to save, save his life. There's 90 yards running past him, he's not even there anymore. So, the two wing backs are getting it, and it all comes back to the management. They've been told to play this way. Like, you see with Rangers, they're, they're contributing the goals to wing backs. Tavernier and Barisic, I've got about 38 goals or something in assists between them. We have three between Laxalt and Frimpo. Greg Taylor, when he came on the park, has brought more to the wing back positions than both of those players, and that, that's alarming. He did in that game and we've been critical of Greg Taylor and listen, I'm not saying for a second Greg Taylor was good when he came Aye, back. But Greg Taylor's stats is better than them two combined. That's he, seemed, point. he seemed to offer something a bit different, I noticed, and it's probably one of the ones you'd need to be nitpicking if you're looking for it, but he, he offered us something a little bit different down that left. He looked like he wanted to take somebody on. See for all um, kind of lax outs skill I get really frustrated with Lax out the other day because I was like just fucking take somebody on Lax out mm. seems like the kind of guy who wants to do a quick one-two and get a ball in behind and run onto it whereas Greg Taylor he might not be very good at it but he runs at them he runs at somebody he just gives it his best chance to get past them and that's if Lax out can do that nah, he's like fucking a, do he's it he's like a and um, tier nearly that's just, that's just summing up nah, that like point that we're looking for Greg Taylor that just sums up how bad it's became no just, like, to, just to clarify no we're not Scott we're not looking for Greg Taylor the last time the Celtic players I've had was the Ryan Christie and Callum Gregor that was Scotland the last time the boys celebrated the victory was Scotland mm-hmm. uh, on, we have now went a whole month without seeing a fucking victory on Laxo, I mean, he looked like one of our best players in uh, October, but I mean, he's been under Neil Lennon's management, and so for that's how he's just getting worse and worse and worse. I mean, I think it, all, it automatically it does just come back to the manager, and then obviously beyond the board issues as well. And it's just, like he's not really, he is, he's tried these two different formations, he just kind of keeps putting the same players out and out again. I'm just trying to touch on Scott Brown. I mean, I feel, I'm starting to feel really, really sorry for Scott Brown. And played his 600th game the other day, and you see the club Aye. about it, and he's he's kind of getting abused, and he's been a great player for us, like nine in a row, 
Uh, it's not his fault. It's not his fault at this point. Like, he's, it's not his fault. He's getting picked constantly and constantly, and he gets subbed off anyway at sixty minutes. Just take him at the firing line. Just take him at the firing line right now. You shouldn't be playing that amount of games, and then to play six hundred game, you see the abuse that he's getting on Twitter and the replies. That like, that's that's on Neil Wenning that he's putting him in that position, not Scott Brown. Right, so when you see like an old dog walking in the street limping, you just feel horribly sorry for it. You look at the owner going, you should have replaced that by now, mate. <laughs> get rid of it. You should have replaced that dog. <laughs> um, right, we, we get a goal, right? We, we somehow salvage it four minutes later. El Yunissi, uh, us Margaret talked too much about the goal. It was a fluke, right? It was a total fluke header. He tried to flick it on and it All just right. happened to lob the goalie. So we, we go in 1-1. Fucking, it's catastrophic, you know, it really is catastrophic dropping that many points now. Um, best case scenario now, we, we are seven points behind behind a Rangers team who don't want to concede a goal at a minute, never mind losing games. So we're relying on Neil Lennon to somehow turn this around, either bank on Rangers bottling it or bank on beating Rangers three times, as well as winning every other game. So, we well, don't forget, finishing third in that happening. Aye. Aye, well, don't forget, Neil Lennon said after the Hibs 2 2 draw, where we came back from 2 0 down, that we need to go to a run down until the end of Christmas. We haven't got a victory since then. We have not scored, we have not won a game yet. We have conceded the most in Europe League. We have the worst record in Europe League history. That is the good enough for Glasgow Celtic. And I actually sound a bit staunch here saying Glasgow Celtic, but there you are. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> there. We've turned to the dark side. That was nice to talk about football for a bit, wasn't it? Aye, but that's the end of that. No, so we'll we'll move on. Since we last done this show, um, we get beat, put out of the cup after Ross County. There have been protests outside Celtic Park. Um, there's been mass crowds gathering. They've had fences put up to block us. There's been statements getting put out for the Green Brigade, statements now from the board on, on the supporters. Um, there was a statement last night, we're recording this on Tuesday, there was a statement put out last night from the board continuing their, their, their support for Neil Lennon um, in spite, and their the first one did say pretty much in spite of the fans, this one has now just point blank given them until the new year where they, they say they're going to review it, which pretty much to me sums up, we want to give them the cup final then we'll see what happens after that. So... I'll ask you both. I'll start with you, Scott, since Tony's already had his, his rant a minute ago. I'll start with you. Where the fuck did it all go wrong for us? Where did it all go wrong? Uh, well, we, know, we know exactly where it, where it basically went down, healthy. I mean, in the shells at Hamden. In the, in the shells at Hamden. But, I mean, on, I'll get to Neil Lennon in a minute because he's not getting away with it. A couple of weeks ago, I was, didn't really want to go for Neil Lennon anymore, but he's just fucked it for himself with some of his comments he makes. And he's complicit in this as well. So <laughs> it went downhill basically ever since where the Rogers wanted, I think it was a right back for Valencia, I can't remember his name, wanted John McGinn. We ended up with Yusuf Malumbo and re-signing Izagiri. That was a total downsizing of the club. It was always be one step ahead of Rangers. And I, I've always said to you, Zang, we've all made the point in terms of how much we've regressed in Europe. Two qualifications at a seven Champions League. I mean, you can forgive a couple because it's a cup ties and you can make a, we should be qualifying for that five out of the seven times easily with the opposition you're playing with. But people try to justify it. We're all guilty of it. We're, every single fan is guilty of it that we let yeah. these games slide when they, they were horrendous failures for us in terms of those qualifiers and what's happened in Europe this season. But it was always like, oh, it's all right. As long as we're one step ahead of Rangers, that's fine. We're winning domestically. Ten or all, blah, blah, Well, get, uh, it's come home to roost now because Rangers have finally got their act together and it's thrown up the whole incumbency 
of this board and what they did. Uh, well, I, I suppose we'll get on to what they did last week, but the whole point is the whole mismanagement of this club and they treat us with utter, utter contempt. And Neil Lennon's is guilty, is it? Because he's going along with it now. It's, I mean, it's his big cup final uh, next week. I mean, that's he's turned it into his cup final. I mean, I would still like to win it for a quadruple treble. It would be a great achievement for everything that we've done, but it's his cup final now and he's put his own ego before the club. Do you think it's got to the point where because Peter Lobels went away from the norm and just appointing Neil Lennon for actually looking at the, the due process of managers at the time when Rogers left, that he has to stick these guns and back his man, so to speak. He can't look weak in front of the Neds outside Parkhead. Aye, because I think Scott made the point um, previously. And by the way, Neds was in quotations there because that's what they fucking think they are, <laughs> Neds. Now, Scott mentioned it on one of our earlier shows that for Celtic to sack Neil Lennon now, would be for Peter Lawwell to admit that, you know, he did it wrong and grow a set of balls and admit defeat in that mm-hmm. one. And we know fine well for this board that that's not something they're going to do. They don't concede defeat. They don't. The only way that they ever get triggered by anything is if Rangers pump us and embarrass us. If Dermot Desmond gets embarrassed, that's the only time that something happens. What I don't understand is how the fuck is this not embarrassing enough? No. We, I, I made the point to you the other night. I said, see, for everything we can say about Rangers dying and another fucking Sevco pattern and all sorts, see, at the end of the day, see, back in 2012, there was an, a team that started in Division 3, or the fourth tier of Scottish football, and that team is going to stop us doing 10 in a row. Put that into perspective. The fourth tier, eight years ago, that team, if you'd asked me back then, that team's going to stop 10 in a row. Regardless of who it is, you would never have thought it, would you? But it has, it's happened, and they're right. going to stop 10 Because 10 in a row is done for, for me. And I'm quite happy to come out if this somehow, miraculously, turns around this season. I don't know how it's going to happen. I'm more than happy to eat my hat, mate. Right, I will sit here and munch a hat live on camera as far as, <laughs> as, far as I can get it, mate. And just admit that I was wrong to think that, but I don't think I'm going to be. I think I'm no. going to be proved right. I think the league is done for him to turn this round. Like I said, three games against Rangers, we're banking on that being, you know, let's be honest, people go, oh, mathematically, we can still win. Aye, we can. We need to win every game and beat Rangers three times. That's not going to and happen. And match their form up until that point in the season as well. Exactly. We need to win every game, right? We need to win every single game now this season because Rangers aren't only going to drop points. And you know what? We are. We're going to drop points. Uh-huh. You know, so it's, it is over and we've allowed that. Well, actually, no, we've not allowed that to happen. Our board have allowed that to happen because we we gave them the chance weeks ago after the Rangers game. When was that October? The start of October, the Rangers game. We mm-hmm. gave them at that point, the wake-up call that they needed by saying, he has to go. If we want to save 10 in a row, he has to go now. And they never listened. They panned it off as uh, Twitter chat from, from we guys. They're like, oh, it's just Twitter chat. And we're going, mm, actually, no, it's no. After that, we then got a banner put outside, which then get passed off as, it's just a minority of fans. So then they wonder why people turn up in their droves outside Celtic Park to protest and get it. But listen... We know there's going to be sections of the support that are going to be like that. We know there's going to be sections of support that will charge buses because there always is. There's a section of that in, in every support. But for them to not only not listen to us, but Pam off our comments, the paying customers' comments, that's just like somebody going like that. See that noise you're making? You go like that, clicking your finger. If you don't do that, I'm going to punch you in the face and then continue to date and get punched in the face and then going, why did you do that? They were they were warned. It was it was coming. I could have seen it coming. And then it happened and they're like, oh, what are you doing that for? Fucking no wonder we're doing it. Anyway, 
I feel like Scott. What, what an astonishing rant that oh, was, man! I feel like ten out of ten, Mister Brando. <laughs> I feel like Scott, man. I feel like Scott. Mate, that, mate, that was fucking superb. You played for the best, there. That was literally like the. Old, I was like William Wallace and Braveheart. <laughs> a bit more finery. <laughs> I, I was hoping for Mayor Mel Gibson, but all right. <laughs> nah. Nah. Okay. Uh, anyway, anyway was quite a take care for that. I feel like I need to go for a lie, didn't I? I don't even know how to reply to that. I actually feel like I'm just in the. I feel like I was on the other end of that argument. I was like, I, I've not done it. <laughs> I, no, I think you were. I think you were absolutely bang on what you said. Been elements of the support that have kind of been complicit and a small element of it in terms of oh look at the banners you shouldn't have done that I mean that's already I mean the biggest ready will be when James fucking Tavernier is lifting the league at the end and mm. this season that'll be the biggest ready for this football club in terms of the protests and things and people like chasing after buses and their statements last week and, or the week before saying the players were visibly shaking I mean they're on 20 grand a week I mean you're seeing videos on Twitter of different clubs uh, I think it was Leo blocked their uh, players for going to, going to a game, I think it was, and they managed to get Patrick, not Leo, sorry, uh, who is it, Nice, and they get Patrick Vieira sat. So this is happening across the country, and they've obviously used the COVID stuff and, and the Tier 4 excuses. I mean, they scenes at Celtic Park, I mean, by scenes, I mean, I'm talking pre-match before the game, with the amount of police that were lined up, media, government, the board, they were all complicit in that, and they're getting a police escort to the ground, the amount mm. of police, I mean, uh, football fans are treated worse than neo-Nazis, basically, in the summer who were protecting statues. I mean, and our board are complicit in this as well because they set <laughs> they set that they set all this up. They they allow they put the fences up. I mean, I don't know who they think they are because it's it's as Ryan says, we're paying customers. It's not their stadium. It's our stadium. It's our stadium up there. So I think now we've moved into tier three. I would be expecting another protest on Sunday. There's messages keep going up and you've got it behind your highness we're talking on this Zoom messages right now in terms of sat the board Celtic FC it's in the wrong hands not PLC stuff like that they keep taking them in just keep putting them back up obviously as I say I think it's been mentioned loads of times make sure you take your refund take your refund for next season because the amount of money that they would have spent on the police and all that in terms of getting police escorts up to uh, the ground on Sunday and all that make sure you take your money because they can, if they can afford to do that then you can afford to get your £100 back and spend it on something nice this Christmas or get your charity or whatever, but take the money back off them. Uh, and I don't I don't know what their attitude is with this in terms of, they've always hated a certain element of the Celtic support, like the Green Brigade, the core away support. They've always kind of hated them, and I don't know if they've maybe just thought, oh, these are loyal fans, uh, they'll just give us our money regardless. I don't know if that'll happen. I mean, I'm seriously considering, I've said it before, renewing my season ticket next season if this, if this current board... Uh, remains in place and, and Neil Lennon's going along with him it's, it's the three of them the three of them are equally as guilty I mean I tried to defend Neil Lennon a couple of weeks ago and said it's not really his fault what Neil Lennon doesn't realise is he's their shield right now because they don't have a plan B they don't have a plan B in terms of if they sack him they've got no plan B so they use Neil Lennon to take the flak and take the heat and the longer he's in possession he'll continue to take some of the heat off them as soon as he goes and reveals himself to possession then it focuses on the board who are you going to get in why did you allow this to happen mm-hmm. in the first place I'd be very curious to actually see what um, Peter Lawwell's targets from New Lennon at the start of the season actually was because right now we're out of three tournaments so it's kind of like curious well, where do you stand here Neil was your target just to get top four this season in the league because right now we're on course to get that it's alarming to know how far we went back since August because we did say at the start of the season this could be the possibly the best transfer window we've ever had we've kept all our big players we've added depth to the squad and for some reason, we actually look fragile. And that's the best way to describe our defence now, fragile. 
it's pathetic. We're sitting watching this team just cake the bed in the park week in, week out. The defence cannot stop any form of attack. It's weak. And I'll fucking tell you this. See if we're waiting until January to find out when Neil does a cup final and the Ibrox, we're going to get a fucking shock. Because we might see a 5-0 at Ibrox and that'll be fucking embarrassing because that'll be the league over. And they will go right and win a fucking treble that year. And do you know what the problem is? I've um, had people messaging me on, on Twitter the other day. Basically, I, I replied to the, the Celtic statement, I think it was, and then I had Rangers fans that follow me tweeting me back. And I was like, I actually can't even say anything to them because I don't have grounds to even reply to this. Because if I reply, they're just going to laugh at me. And do you know what? They're right to laugh at me because I've spent nine years laughing at them. You know, the tables have turned now. And, and we need to deal with that. Our board has to deal with the fact that they're laughing at us. The only saving grace that I've got, right, and I made this point earlier about Desmond being embarrassed. He was embarrassed when Rangers beat us um, and, and Dyla went and Rodgers came in because he got the checkbook because he was embarrassed because he was there. Charles Green released a statement the other day. I don't know if you've seen it because um, he's obviously given the, the club back to the fans and blah, 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 whatever it is he's doing. But he referenced... Dave Not King, directly. Dave King. Sorry, Dave King. I said Charles Green. Fuck him, I know. But Dave King even said something and he basically he referenced Dermot Desmond and I'm just like, do you know what? See whatever it is he said in that statement. I can't remember the, the exact wording of it. Fucking somebody pin it to Dermot Desmond's front door so that he sees it when he gets home the morning night because that's the only... He'll be embarrassed at that because he's literally been slagged off by them and that's my only saving grace that just something happens but I don't even I don't even trust it to happen now, Scott. The tough thing about uh, Dermot Desmond, I mean, Celtic's his play toy. He doesn't really give a fuck about it, and that, that's the issue. Mm-hmm. And we're in a really tough position here in terms of how we can affect it. And the only way we can is by making our voices heard, uh, being up there, getting up to the stadium as much as we can, uh, and not, buy, not buying anything for the club shop this Christmas. Hit them where it, hit them where it hurts, because that's all they think about is money and financially. So, and... I've, uh, I've signed up for the Celtic Trust. I've put a fiver into that. They were talking about trying to get generate shares to eventually try and take this club off, take this club off this board and get it back into, into our hands and have more fan involvement because that's just a sustainable model going forward, especially within Scottish football. I think Rangers have just done it. Uh, I haven't read too much in about it. I think Dave King sold his shares to whatever fan group that was. That is something that we now need, we now need to look at this long term. Pains me to say, but tenor, you're right, Ryan, tenor is gone. This is now about a longer picture in terms of the future of this club. Lennon will, Lennon will eventually leave, eventually, whenever that comes. I mean, they're probably going to try and spin it now in terms of, because you win a game eventually and then it'll be like, somehow we will win a game. I know I've said that before, but we will win somehow <laughs> before the end of January. We will win a game, right? We will. Uh, there'll, be a, there'll be an Andrew Godson and will hear something. It'll, be, it'll give them the win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. we'll, we'll hit somebody's ass or something, and then they'll come out. Let's say he's turned it around because we won one game. That's how far the wee fall so Neil Lennon we, but then Lowell and Desmond it doesn't just stop when Lennon leaves they need to go with him and we need a total new board total new structure director of football younger coaching and try and build this club up again because aye, we've went for invincible treble to this in real quick three years so anyway boys it's um, five minutes to the Man U game and I want to go watch a, a proper game of football rather than watching fucking Selic for the past few you weeks you better put the Barca U the game on then because that's yeah. some shit 
I'll put any game on, mate. I'll literally put any game of football on. The new, I'll even watch the Celtic Reserves game because they beat Rangers team the other day. That must have been great to watch. I might go back and watch that again. Uh, that's good that some of the, I'm sure some of the youngsters will get a chance on Thursday in another meaningless game or are we going to just play our strongest team again for Neil Lennon? Well, that's it. Remember, a team, the team is making a switch about and give players game time. It's nice to see Scott Brown still getting his 100th game in a row or something like that. So that's good to know. I made the point the other day. I, I reckon in this game against Lille, we're going to play the kids. We're going to see Stephen Welsh back in. Karen Oko's going to be back in. Uh, all these youth players are going to get a game. And Scott Brown's still going to be there at the centre of the park. <laughs> the oldest guy, by about 40 years, is going to be on the middle of that park and amongst all these young players because we just can't get away from him. I can't wait till my Grammys get Scott Brown in the back of the tap. <laughs> Well, anyway. at, this, at this point it's like changing the deck chairs in the Titanic we're fucked turn those over <laughs> anyway boys we, we'll go there and we might do we might do a pod after the Lille game we'll see what happens if there's anything noteworthy otherwise we'll we'll get back to normal ways we'll record next Sunday um, after the Kelly game when we've probably lost like 5-0 to Kelly or something like that actually do you know what I'm saying that there's only one team just now like unluckier than Celtic and it's Kelly like they've had so much bad luck recently, so maybe that'll be the game we win, Scott. Maybe that's the one you're talking about. So we'll record after that, and we'll we'll try to get back to to normal and get the the pod out on Monday. All right. So Tony boy, see you later on. See you after boys. And Scott, catch it. See you later, mate. Lowell, Desmond, Lennon, out. <laughs>